Welcome to, 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 to the Unity Factor. Welcome back. It's your host, Julian Fernandez, with co-hosts Jonah Wade and Josh John. What's going on? Yo. Nice to hear you guys again. Um, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about military spending within the U.S. Yeah. Recently, there is a bill proposed to cut the military budget by 10%. And give that money to high poverty areas for things like healthcare and education. It was shot down by a large margin, um, but we're just going to talk about our thoughts about the overall military budget in the United States. Who was this bill proposed by? Just to clarify, Senator Bernard Sanders of Vermont. Ooh, Bernard. Bernard. And it was it was also signed by leaders like Chuck Schumer. So it had some support within the party, but ultimately it was shot down by a large margin, about 93 votes in the House to like the remaining whatever hundred. So, Jonah, I guess we'll start with you. What do you what do you think about military spending and how it how it's very high compared to the rest of what we spend in our budget? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of problems with our military budget, and that's one thing that left-wing politicians and activists one of the biggest issues that we all can agree on that the military budget is way too high so when you have things like the fact that our infrastructure is crumbling our infrastructure gets a grade of d plus according to the society of civil engineers we have massively underfunded communities massively underfunded schools millions of healthcare in america and we're spending 738 billion dollars a year on the military on defense, I think, is pretty depressing and um, completely bloated. So we spend more than the next 10 countries combined. And military spending accounts for 54% of all federal discretionary spending, which is ridiculous. Um, but the biggest problem, I would say, is the amount of lobbying by the defense contractors to make that number where it is. So you have companies like Lockheed Martin, Boeing, Raytheon, and Honeywell, who spend millions lobbying for these giant defense contracts. Um, in 2019, defense contractors spent $112 million lobbying for um, increased defense spending. In addition, there's a giant problem with defense contract fraud in America. So that's when companies will charge a massive amount for their products when they act actually don't cost that much to make. This is a giant problem. There's been from 2013 and 2017, there was over a thousand convictions of defense contract fraud um, in America. So a lot of that money, a lot of the taxpayer money is actually going to waste and is just being spent on these bloated contracts for these huge companies. And I think that bill to cut the military budget 10%. Honestly, I think that's, that's a start, but I think we can do better. I think, you know, start with at least 25% cut to spend on domestic problems before, and then reevaluate from there. But I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Yeah. I mean, to, when you divide that military spending by, what do you say? 25%? When you cut it by 25%. Yeah. Yeah, that would just be 150 billion out of it. So it would be around 450 billion dollars left, which is still a large amount of money. We could cut our military budget in half and still spend the most out of any country in the world. Just to put it in perspective, sometimes it's hard to 
to put these kind of things into perspective, you know, just hearing numbers. I'd say the U.S. spending percentage was like around 30-something, but I think China's has increased to around 15 to 19%. Yeah. So I think also, it would be still, it would still be a large, large amount. These these other countries that we're talking about in the top 10 list also don't face the same threats that we do. We face a ton more threats than any other nation does, especially with the rising threat of China, Russia, and then terrorist groups, and then just other malign actors like North Korea and Iran. So we face so many threats and the geographic spread of the United States and our territories is so large that it's almost impossible to not spend a lot of money on it. And I agree with you, Jonah, that there is wasteful uh, spending with these defense contracts. Like I think it was a few months ago, DOD made a contract with, uh, I think it was either Lockheed or Boeing for some outdated warplanes from vietnam almost i think it was was, i don't know if it's from vietnam but it was really old technology really old planes and they wasted billions of dollars on it when they could have paid for something that's better and newer and that gives us a competitive advantage um in that realm so i mean there's definitely wasteful spending as there always is in government but for me i think one thing that i'm not too opposed to is spending a lot on military like for me that's probably one of three things that the federal government should be doing, maybe five, one of five things that the number one job of the federal government is to protect Americans and their rights. So I think the military is the biggest part of that. Well, the the problem, I agree with you that there's a lot of wasteful spending, obviously, but the problem with that is a lot of our, a lot of what we do overseas is offensive. So, you know, we, we talk about the Iraq war, which was just a straight offensive war and you know, in mm-hmm. Afghanistan, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but we're still there. You know, we're we're still in these Middle Eastern countries years after, and Iraq and Afghanistan together, when all said and done, is going to cost two point four trillion dollars. I mean, we're talking about massive amounts of money. And yes, I agree that you know we're under more threats than more of these countries, but even so, we have no need to spend more than ten, the next ten countries combined. Our military budget. During the peak of the Korean and the Vietnam Wars, and the twice the Cold War average is our budget. So we're spending more than in the peak of some of our wars, you know, and we're not in an active war. You know, I think that this is where me and Josh, I don't know if we might have disagreement on this. I don't know about where Julian, you said on this, but I think we should only use our military when we're under threat for defense. But a lot of the times it's being used offensively, especially in the Middle East. You know, for either for either regional control or for resources. So I think yeah. to say like we're under a lot of threats from a lot of these countries, I think that's like ignoring the point that like a lot of it is us being offensive. You know, you can look at all the list of all of the United States, you know, offensive wars. But I think it's like, and even if we were in a full scale war, it's we're still spending too much. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that Trump administration said because they're really trying to um, increase in the budget is that they're doing it just to keep competition and be aggressive with other countries as china um the chinese government and military grows as the russian one as well sees a resurgence and i they said they weren't it wasn't more about right now and wars right now but it's about keeping ahead of everyone else um and keeping that competitive competitive edge 
Yeah. But it's Jonah, not just an edge. We're we're hundreds of billions of dollars ahead, you know. It's not needed. A lot of it is just it's there because the contractors lobbied for it. It's not because there's an actual need for it. You know? No, I mean we we maintain about eleven aircraft carriers. The next closest country, so I think it's like Britain, France, China. They only have one, right? That gives us an insane advantage over them. So that if they ever even think about attacking us, well, obviously Britain and France are allies, but if China, per se, thought about attacking us, they'd be clobbered, right? So that not only is it a deterrent, but it's also that defense factor. Also, Jonah, like. As you said, these offensive missions like Vietnam and Iraq, I totally agree with you. Our, our defense should only be used for just that defense, not offensive missions like Iraq, which was a total waste of money and lives, American treasure. And also Vietnam was also another waste. You know, a big thing for me is curbing executive power. That's one of my biggest policy points. I absolutely hate the expansion of executive power, which is why Vietnam was such a catastrophe. And then Bush's administration in Iraq, the intel lied to them. And then Dick Cheney was just pulling the strings, really, him and Rumsfeld. So they just lied to Congress, pretty much. And then, so that's pretty much where that all came out of. But you're totally right. We need to use our defense for defense and not for offensive military operations. Yeah, to your point about like building all of these new things, though, if we're spending $738 billion a year, what's happening now is we're building all these extra tanks and then they're going just to sit in the desert, you know? They're going into storage. They're not, we, we have, we've built up our military over the past however many decades. We've increased the military spending exponentially over the past couple of decades. But we don't, when we have all these problems domestically, we have crumbling infrastructure, we have underfunded schools, we have millions of people without healthcare, and we're in a pandemic. You know, we have now we have so much more to do with that, with all the unemployment and all this other stuff. We don't need to be spending seven hundred and thirty billion dollars. In addition, are you fucking kidding me with the Space Force? <laughs> you know, Trump authorized the Space Force. And it's not just Trump. Fucking Pelosi authorized it, too. The Democrats are also taking this money. I'm not making it a partisan thing. A lot of key Democrats like Kamala Harris voted against the military budget cut. You know, it's not just Republicans that are taking defense contract money. It's also Democrats, but like wasteful things like a space force, you know, and building a lot of extra contracts that are specifically lobbied for, you know, a lot of it's not needed. A lot of it is just, just lobbied and empty contracts. And frankly, it's a waste of taxpayer money. And we have so many problems at home and the executives, the Boeing executives, the Raytheon executives, they're rich beyond their wildest dreams. They're some of the most powerful people in the world, let alone America, you know, we have hot, when we have this many people, we have almost 80% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck and all this other stuff. We should not be spending almost $750 billion a year, not in America. You know, we're spending it for shit overseas, you know, and I know there's a lot of jobs created by the military and that is definitely a factor. And that's one of the reasons why politicians are so reluctant to cut military spending along with the fact that they're getting paid millions of dollars by these lobbying, these lobbying groups, but creating jobs and things like infrastructure and healthcare actually create more jobs. You know, studies show that military spending is actually one of the least efficient ways to create jobs in America. So I think if we 
take some of that money, you know, 10%, that's like, I guess that's a starting point. But if we take even more, that's billions of dollars we can put towards one, American jobs, more efficiently getting Americans jobs. And two, rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure, investing in things like high-speed rail and green technology instead of investing in an over um, overly crazy amount of tanks and aircraft carriers because we've already built that up. There's no need for that now, especially when, yeah, there's threats, but it, it's not an imminent threat. It's not like fucking Chinese are going to be in Arkansas tomorrow. You know, we got to look out for the threats and all that stuff, but we're not in well, the middle of any direct you conflict. Know. You never you know, know when there's going to be an imminent threat. Only I mean, the we have, we have an advanced intelligence agency. Yeah, exactly. That, like, but like by the time know. by the time the intel tells the president or whatever, you're not going to have the time to spend that money to beef up defense. You're going to have to. It's, it's preemptive spending. It's already yeah, beefed but up. you have to make you have to the maintain. military for decades. Yeah, you have to maintain strategic advantage. But you, but but a lot of that money is getting wasted on tanks and aircraft and stuff we already have stuff that we have hundreds and thousands more of than the other countries you know i'm not saying we don't need to keep a strong military because we do you know and i think we sh- again we should only use it when we're there's an imminent threat but like the amount that we're spending is actually like so ridiculous and it's only that much because it's lobbied for we don't actually need that's not a need you know that are you know arguing for this it's they're not arguing it because they honestly believe we need to spend 738 billion dollars in the military because that's actually what we need for to keep our to keep americans safe they're arguing it from arguing it because they get profit from making tanks and making aircraft carriers and making guns and making ammunition and all that other stuff julian what do you think yeah no i, I definitely agree with jenna for most of this um I'm not big into like military and right now, like as, as of right now, we're not really fighting anyone. And I sort of, I do understand the point of keeping up to date with the military and like keep updated and everything, but I don't feel like it's one of the priorities we have right now. And when you look at the statistics, when the military budget is more than half of your national budget, that's just, I don't find that to be really useful, especially when you're not fighting anyone. I think one of the biggest one it should be allocated to is education. And I know under Trump, he's taken money from the education budget and put it into military. And I think that's disgraceful. I think you should always put, like you should never take money out of education. You should, you should only add to it. And I think the money is just really well spent somewhere else. I don't think, I won't say anything else really. That's just what I believe in. The military is just, you know, I don't, we're not fighting anyone right now. We don't really need to upgrade. We have the one of the best military, we have the best military in the world. And I don't want to keep reciting what Jonah said, but most of his points I agree with. And I think a lot of this money can go to our communities and America, like America first, you know, um, inner America first, not outside, um, not a space force to fight some aliens, but more housing, Medicare, health, education to help grow communities and help grow poor communities. So that's like just space what I- force? Are you fucking kidding me? You know, we have millions of people who can't even get medical care, who can't afford medical care, and we're fucking, we're building a space force. Like, that is out of a, that's out of a parody, you know? Can't make this shit up. Yeah, it's sort of wild, but, you know. Also, the other thing, in these, these wars, right, these quote-unquote wars that we're in in the Middle East and we have troops everywhere, there's no definition of victory. 
right? There's no like, okay, when we when we see this much, you know, this many enemy soldiers killed or this much retreating by the enemy, we're going to pull back. There's no there's no defined victory because they they don't want to leave, you know? The more the more soldiers that are there, the more money's being made by Boeing and Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and all these other companies. So they lobby to keep soldiers there. And what they do is they'll have former generals, defense contractors and lobbying firms will hire former generals to lobby for them and to go on the news and to convince people that we need more soldiers in these areas because we're, you know, because we're under threat or whatever it is. In reality, they're getting paid because because they want more soldiers overseas, which means more profit. But also what we're missing here is that we have a ton of bases overseas, right? And I just did the math. Yeah, completely true. I just did the math real quick. We have around 2 million um, active duty soldiers and whatever, I think. So I just used maybe $50,000 per person. That's about $100 billion right there. Then you have all of these vets that you have to pay pensions. Then you have equipment. You have training. You have just safety, you have bases that you need to maintain, you have all these things. So, I mean, it's not necessarily too much, I don't think, honestly, but you need to be spending it properly. You can't be, as you said, just giving it out to these random contractors who lobby so much. You got to be giving it out to the real, to the real companies that actually produce good products and keep our soldiers safe. To that point, we have over 900 military bases, you know, a lot, and they cost millions to upkeep, you know, and there's, I've read a little bit about how like a lot of them are just not in areas where we need soldiers at all, but we're just, we just keep throwing money into maintaining these military bases for like literally no reason. You know, again, Josh, you're big on like wasteful spending. I think there's a lot like the military is probably one of the number one entities where there's wasteful spending. I'm not like, you know, in 2015, I'll, I'll like, again, there's a, there was a report that, there was $125 billion in administrative waste from the Pentagon. Yep. But the Pentagon hid it because they didn't want the budget to be cut. You know, stuff like that. You know, blatant waste of taxpayer money when we have so many problems at home. I mean, I know I keep repeating this point, but like, come on, dogs. You know, there's yeah. so many press, more pressing issues than, than fucking upkeeping military bases in remote areas where there's not even, you know, where either we're allies with the country or there's not any even hope of imminent threat. You know, it's ridiculous. Well, thank you for another episode. I enjoyed it. And hopefully we'll have another one soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wear a mask. Social distance. Do whatever you need to do. Just don't spread coronavirus. <laughs>